This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. On this episode of the Metaphysical Connection, I talk with the author of the book, Wind Socks and Boxes, Help for Living in a World with Other People, by Sharon J. Murray. I'm your host, Eric Render King Fisk. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So far, so good. Good. Okay. So recorded live from Toadstool Bookstores in King, New Hampshire. Uh, I am talking to the author today of Wind Socks and Boxes by Sharon J. Murray. Uh, help for living in a world with other people. I need this book. My dad needed yes. this book. Unfortunately, he passed away yeah, before we can get a copy of it. Book. So let's start with the beginning, okay. talking to, okay. so yeah. so this is the best thing about recording in bookstores is mm-hmm. that we get all this background ambient noise and people coming back and forth and, and people are going to want to check out this book. It looks, it's a short read. Mm-hmm. It's Very easy read. Very sh- easy. Short chapters. Let's talk mm-hmm. with you, Sharon, and okay. let's get your background. And, and who, are, who are you? And where did you come from? <laughs> okay. Well... I come from Dublin, New Hampshire, from a very small Bible school, uh, post-high school age, and uh, my husband has been teaching there for nearly 50 years, and I volunteer in all kinds of capacities there, day after day. Uh, The trouble with living there, we love living there. Right. We loved raising our children there. It was a wonderful place. But... We share it with many other people. Yes. And uh, we are on campus 24 hours a day with a whole lot of other people on campus 24 yep. hours. That makes problems. Living that closely together, working with people, living with people, playing with people, going to church with the same right. people. Yeah. So <clears throat> through the years, uh, I've had to develop some tools for how to live with people successfully. Okay. Because what I've noticed, and maybe you've noticed this, sometimes yep. people say things they shouldn't say. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like like in this some, podcast, I promise. Right. I'll say something. <laughs> well, I mean, things that are very upsetting. Right, yeah. And um, people think differently from me, I've noticed, and they do things differently from the way I would yep. do. And so there's lots of opportunities for frustration and hurt feelings and usually after i'm hurt then i get angry right they shouldn't have done that yes so um because i want to be at peace and uh you know not have these horrible feelings of being mad at people right you don't you you don't you don't enjoy being angry no i don't don't, i really don't don't, like that you don't like having a grudge against people okay no i don't okay so i've had to really work and pray uh to figure out some ways to take these upsetting things and get through them to a place of peace, which is hard work sometimes. But um, because I've lived there so long and had to do it so long, after a while, I thought, well, it was about two or three years ago, I had already come up with the uh, tool of wind socks. Okay. But then I came up with a new t- tool. Okay. That I labeled boxes, which you won't understand until you read the book. Okay. But it helped me so much that I said to myself about three years ago, someday I'm going to write a book about this. And here we and here and you are. Here we are. Here you are. I said, I know it will help people. 
Now, what about what about your background? As far as uh, how, like how, how would you, how would you describe your philosophy in looking at the rest of the world through your spiritual eyes? Well, um, yes, I was raised in a Christian home. I went to a Christian Bible school. I've been working at a Bible school, so my life view is really geared around God and what he thinks. Okay. So, which is one reason for these problems, because when I'm mad at somebody, I know, oh, God's not pleased with this. Uh, we've got to do something here. Yeah. So, so I'd come running to him. We'd get in league. Okay, what can we do about this? Yeah. Um, so that's shaped all my philosophy is yes. really, I want to please God. I, d- I don't want to be upset myself, but I also want to please God. So I've got to get some help here because I can't do this by myself. Yeah. So... Um, that answer your question? It does. It does. <laughs> yeah. and, and like I had said, as the interview will progress, I'm going to have more questions for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, now, what this Christian school that you attend to, mm-hmm. what is their philosophy that what they, they teach? Is, is it just, what, and what kind of school is it? Is it like a Christian yeah. high school? No, or is it it's after high school, and it's basically Bible. Every, almost okay. every course is Bible, 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 Bible. We uh-huh. have Genesis, and then you can study Exodus, and then you can study Leviticus, and then you can okay. study the New Testament, and then yeah. you can, so it's, there are some other things like the Christian history of America, uh, personal evangelism. There are other things yeah. related to the Bible, but yeah. not specifically Bible. Uh, and the philosophy is um, God knew what he was doing. He made us, and here's the instruction book, and let's see what's in it. Right. And uh, yep. learn to live in a way that works for us Yeah. because he knows what works for us. Yep. So, um, yeah. So we take God and his word very seriously. Okay. All right, and now, with your with your approach and everything that's going on with secularism here mm-hmm. in the in the country, mm-hmm. what what are your thoughts on how? I'm I'm not trying to put you on mm-hmm. the spot, but the thing is, it, it does seem to me, you know, as as a Christian um, who is trying to be as broad-minded as possible. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. are Christian. Mm-hmm. My my wife is Christian. My mm-hmm. my my in-laws are very Christian, but mm-hmm. we feel as if like our, our values are being under attack often. Definitely. Definitely. Now, mm-hmm. what's the cause of that? What and, and what can we do about this? Yeah. Well, the cause, of course, is free will. God gave everybody yeah. free will, <laughs> and uh, some people choose one way and some people choose another, and somehow he's set it up that way, mm-hmm. so we have to deal with that. Um, I think um, a lot of what we teach at the school is yes there's a lot of this secular uh, I mean there's a lot of wrong right in the world yes against God some Mm -hmm. of it purposely against God some of it ignorantly against God Um, and our big thing to do about it is to pray for the world and we spent a we spent a lot of time praying Mm -hmm. for the world Praying that people will come to know Jesus, so they can get their, yeah. you know, lives in line with His plan and so forth. Um, and also, we pray with hope because the Bible prophesies that in the end, God wins. <laughs> this is all, and this is all part of like a greater plan. Yes, this is all part of yes. the. This is. Yeah. 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 So yeah. okay. He he, uh, yeah he's he set up the world. He made plans to redeem the world. He's going to be satisfied in the end. Okay. So we're along for the ride. Sometimes it's a bumpy ride. It's a tough ride. So it's <laughs> yeah. a tough. It's a tough. Um, so 
what what is it about dealing with people or what was the initial event that made you stop and think I need to write this book was there a specific event that mm-hmm. occurred well I think uh, the uh, when I said I am going to write a book about this yeah. was just when I had hit another tool through the years I'd hit tool after tool after tool that had really helped but this particular one the boxes helped me enough that I said Someday I'm going to write a book about this. I knew it would help other people too. And at the school, I often have a chance to have a, uh, we call it a girls' meeting. Mm -hmm. The girls get together. Uh, Occasionally I've had a men's meeting Mm -hmm. for the young men. Uh, And I had uh, been assigned to the meetings about the time that I had come up with this, the helpfulness of the boxes uh, system. And so I had had a girls' meeting. I had had a young men's meeting. And uh, I think at a women's retreat, I had a workshop. But it was just, it, it, um, it was helpful enough that I just said, okay, someday I'm going to write a book. <laughs> Without spoiling too many details, mm-hmm. Wind Socks and Boxes is a... <laughs> Tells you nothing. Well, yes. no, it, it, it doesn't. But the thing is, can I just read the back sure. here real quick yeah. here? Yeah. It says, um, all too often the people in our lives do things wrong, say things they shouldn't in ways that we don't like. We're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves. Uh, obviously, you've not had me as a neighbor with my chickens and my roosters. Uh, how is that possible? It is possible when we see things in a new light, when we find a peaceful place or a good box for offering word or action, and we learn how to use imaginary wind socks. When we put to use the multiple practical biblical strategies and tips outlined in these pages, if your friend doesn't see the things the way you do, if your neighbor criticizes you, like Eric, your, your rooster is too loud at 2 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. if a coworker bugs you, if the boss doesn't do it right, this book will help. It will show you how you can be free from anger and hurt feelings and rotten attitudes. It has the real answers for your problems. So the thing is, is that this is a way of approaching problems with people yes. and, and, and not... Yes not taking things to the extreme like right. using violence the, right. your whole thing is using it's this is this is like a thought process tool right. or behavior tools right. it's how to come to a place of peace okay inside yourself and a good attitude to toward them okay so, uh, so do you do you have a chapter you'd like to read i would love to read you a chapter i'll read you chapter 2 chapter 2 okay this is a nice short chapter it's easy to read Okay. That's one of the things I really like about this book is that it's it's a quick and easy read. Yes. It's, yep. it's yeah. and it's concise. Right. It is, and generally you can pick up any chapter. They you, they don't have to be sequential. Once in a while I'll refer sure. back to something, but generally, and you know I wrote this. Uh, I finished. It, it was printed a year ago. Mm-hmm. I keep it by my chair. Every once in a while I pick it up again, Good. even though I'm the author. Wow. You forget. Yeah. You forget. When somebody yeah. upsets you again, how did you get through this? And I yeah. read the book and, ah, kind of yeah. calms yes. my feathers. So anyway, this is one. This is from way back. I discovered this. Really helped me. The way he is. First, we have a little quote here. Sure. From Mother Goose. For every evil under the sun, there is a remedy or there is none. If there be one, seek till you find it. If there be none, never mind it. Mother Goose, 1916. 
<laughs> Good <So>. times. <laughs> okay. So in the first chapter, I had mentioned the idea of tools. So here we go. Now to introduce the first tool, let's go over some hypothetical situations, some of which you may recognize. You've worked diligently on a project, done a fairly good job, and someone happens along and comments in public mm -hmm. that it should have been done differently. You've explained to your roommate how it really bothers you to have the dishes pile up. She, remain, she remains oblivious. It doesn't bother her. You realize that you didn't do something quite right, but an observer makes it sound as though you were seriously deficient. You want everyone to recognize that you weren't that bad. One friend or another points out that you neglected something, that you've wasted your money, that you're too picky, mm -hmm. that you aren't raising your children properly, that your problems don't amount to much. The possible scenarios are endless. Your husband says, your wife thinks, that person drives you crazy by. This one makes you feel he never, she always, and you end up feeling irritated, hurt, or angry. There are a number of tools that will help out in these instances, but the one I am suggesting here is the three simple statements. Try them. Say them over to yourself and see what relief it brings to simply state the facts. One, that's the way he is. Two, that's the way he always has been. Three, that's the way he always will be. Mm -hmm. These statements help me to reconcile myself with the way that person operates. That's the way he is. No matter how much I wish he were different or how much I think he ought to be different, I realize that he isn't different. And so I change my mental stance. Instead of wasting my energy fuming over how he is, I use it to figure out how I can deal with things as I find them. Different outlooks and different modes of operation bring pressure and distress, it's true. But that's an inevitable part of this life. We have to allow the other person to think and act differently from the way we would. And it doesn't help to feel shocked that they could ever think or act that way. If we expect it, it will help us to accept it and work with it instead of suffering or being irritated all over again each time they offend. There's another angle. Sometimes, even after we have worked to forgive someone for an offense, maybe multiple times, the next time they do something to upset us, all those other things we have already forgiven seem to have a way of scampering back again. But if we can look at it with this new lens, that's the way he is, then we're not so apt to remember all those other times because we have come to the studied conclusion that this is his mode of operation. It's who he is. Of course he's done all those things. He will do one of them again tomorrow or next week, or next month. We accept the facts as they are, not as we wish they were, and we accept him as he is. It is a step toward inner peace for us and probably a step toward more peace for him, too. So, in that passage right mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. what you're actually saying is that we have to accept people for who and what they are and understand yeah. the fact mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. this is just the way I am. Yeah. And this is how, yeah. and I'm, 
unless I put some serious effort into it, I'm mm-hmm. always going to be a bit of a slob mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. Are, are you yep. hearing this, Carol? Yep. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your wife has to say, okay, that's the way he is. He's always been that way. He's probably always going to be this way. So what will I do about it? I can either get mad at him every day mm-hmm. or I can accept it or I can pick up after him. Yeah. Or I could maybe try to tell him some, in some way how yeah. he could improve that you know without, it's an acceptable without escalating way. the anger yes okay yes now the thing yeah. is is that for me in my personal experience there ha- there is some behavior that i think that does need to change there mm-hmm. are some yeah. things that yeah. people yes. have to stop doing yes there are some true. things mm-hmm. that in harmful behavior mm-hmm. how, how do you how do you get it across to somebody yeah. that say this is the, this mm-hmm. is a road you don't want to continue to go down you need to stop mm-hmm. because the consequences mm-hmm. are pretty severe how, yeah. how do you deal with that yeah well i'll tell you what i say in this book is a lot of times it is proper to approach this a person mm-hmm. when they offend you however this book is not about that okay <laughs> there are books written okay. about that but this is, book is specifically for the times when it's not appropriate or you won't talk to them. Right. However, I do deal with it a little bit in one chapter uh, because I was given an example yeah. of when my husband would upset me. Yeah. What I would find worked the best if, if I got my spirit toward him right okay. before I approached him. Right. So that if I, if I didn't come at him with anger, he wouldn't need to be defensive. If I came to him with a soft spirit, uh, because I'd already prayed that God right, would help my right, spirit, yep. then I could say to him, when you said this, it made me feel this way. Right. And he could accept it because yeah. uh, my spirit was soft. Yeah. Because <laughs> so. one of the things that I... My wife and I had an epiphany this morning mm-hmm. over the dishwasher of okay. all things. Okay, it'll come. It'll. It, it's real life. This is real life. This is this is real serious <laughs> yes. life here. I mean, and the thing is, is that I stack the dishes in the dishwasher a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She does it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the same She does it the right yeah. way. She does it the best <laughs> way. Okay. Yeah, I understand. It's the opposite in our family, we're, but we're, that's, we're, yeah. <laughs> you can't see it because this is audio, but we're winking and nodding at each other saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. My, but, and she had asked in a funny kind of way, do I do it wrong as sort of a... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Am I purposely yes. doing it to get her goat? Mm-hmm. Or am I trying to be funny? Mm-hmm. Or am I doing it in such a horrible way that she will never ask me to do it again? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going on 20 years. Yep. Okay? Yep. I think that it's about time for her to realize mm-hmm. I'm always going to do it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm yeah. never going to be able to do it exactly the way right. she does. Because right. she is right. a different special mm-hmm. person. Yep. You Me, got it. You not got so it. much. You got it. Now, I think that there is something to be said about you need to accept the f- people yeah. with their faults and their failings. Okay. Let me turn over here to, uh, I have three chapters that are tidbits. Right. Okay. Tidbits. Okay. Here's chapter uh, 20. Tidbits 2. This is my check-in okay. chapter. Here is the first line. Let people be wrong okay it, that's what it really does it says that let people be wrong 
Yeah. I think that that, but here's the thing. Whereas we are so wrapped up, <laughs> I don't like using the word ev evangelizing, but it's, it's mm -hmm. a one that fits. So many people have it in their head that this, this, mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. this is, mm -hmm. is the correct way. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is yeah. how it should be. Mm -hmm. This is how it, whether mm -hmm. it's politics, social issues, mm -hmm. um, who, made, who made the, the, the greatest action adventure movie of all time. Everybody mm -hmm. has opinions. Right. And they get on this kick of evangelizing mm -hmm. their mm -hmm. position. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me that there's a point when you have to say to them, there's a point where I have to just let it go and not try to convince people. Absolutely. Even though, here we have a quote. Now, this is in chapter one. Yeah. Now, I tend to agree with Lucy of Peanuts fame when she declares, sitting in her psychiatric booth, I can't help thinking this would be a better world if everyone would listen to me. <laughs> I think yeah. innately we feel that way. But yeah. we have to come to a place where, as I go on to say, however, there are no two people in the world who are exactly alike, which means that no one I know agrees with me on everything. That leads to difficulties. <laughs> right. But we have to accept, yeah, people see things differently, they act differently, they are different, their worldview is different, yeah. and you're going to just give yourself grief over and over again if you cannot accept that they will be that way and allow them to be that way. That is difficult though to understand because the thing is, especially in this charged political climate, mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. is convinced that mm -hmm. their mm -hmm. doctrine is correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all feel that. There has mm -hmm. to be a point where you just have to, it's not, you're not going to change it. You're not right. going to change everybody. Right. And you're wasting your time and you're right. bending over backwards to convince somebody of something that they're just never going to agree to. Right. True. You're never going to agree that the only way mm -hmm. to drink coffee is, is right. black right. and a couple of degrees above room temperature. Right. I'm never right. going to convince the world right. of this. Right. That is true. And the sooner you recognize that you will never convince the world. The sooner you'll have peace on that and just let them drink their coffee wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but here's, here's the other thing that's really sort of helped me out, and I wonder if you talk about this in the book. There are times when I have to accept the fact that, you know what, maybe I'm wrong. Yes. That's hard. Yes, yes, yes. I've done that when people have said something very wrong and I have to work myself through it and say they were wrong right. and, and allow it. And after then, finally, after I've said he was wrong and therefore I'm justified and finally get to a place of peace, then often I've noticed into my brain comes this little thought, maybe they had a point. Right. <laughs> Right. So, yes. Because I, I think that with everything that's going on, with everything being, everything is, opinions have become mm -hmm. weaponized. Yes. And with, yeah. you know, with social media and everybody, mm -hmm. gr gr you know, grasping for attention, mm -hmm. I think one of the things that people so desperately need is they need to be heard. Yes. But they're not listening. Yes. They're not listening for to understand what the other person is saying. They're right. listening for an right. opportunity to right. say something right. sensational or mm -hmm. or controversial or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are people who just are, they just like to argue. Yes, you you mm -hmm. admit that, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. What do we do about people who just like to argue? 
Well, let's go over to Windsog. Okay. okay. All right. Chapter 5. Windsogs are one of my favorite tools. Have you ever seen them at a small airport? Or adorning, adorning someone's porch? The wind blows right through them and out the other end. Sometimes people say things they shouldn't. Have you ever noticed that? It might be critical or just thoughtless. It might be barbed. It might be humiliating. Or it might be only ill-timed. It might be said under pressure. It might be said because of a total misunderstanding. Or as you've just been saying, for other reasons also. But I think right, it's right. relate also. For whatever reason it was said, if you let it hit you, let it enter into your heart, you will be hurt. So instead of being hurt, pull out your handy-dandy imaginary windsock and let all those words blow right through and out the other end. All words that should never have been said are windsock-worthy. We generally feel that if someone says something to us, we should take it in. But when we're dealing with words that should never have been said, we just don't need to do that. Windsocks can also be used for words that are just plain annoying. If her constant pessimism tends to dampen your spirit, why be damp? Windsock it. Is he a wearisome, one-subject kind of guy? Maybe you could listen to a quarter of his monologue and let the rest go on out your windsock. Okay, and here's what I, I right. made me think of this chapter when you okay. said this. Sometimes people just need to say something. But if you don't need to hear it, windsock it. Why should their words disturb your peace? You might even try windsocks on your own emotions when appropriate. Felt the stab of jealousy? It's not worth it. Windsock it. And what about that annoying driver in the other car? You can't do anything about his driving anyway except get high blood pressure. Why not just windsock your natural reactions and let him drive? As a kind of reverse use, I have allowed other people to windsock my advice. Particularly, as a mother full of good advice, I have to allow my adult children to windsock my great suggestions. But don't let these secondary uses distract from the main purpose of the windsock, which is where its chief value lies, letting those upsetting words that should not have been said, or at least not said that way, go flying through and out the other end, gone. My daughter Andrea has taught this to her high school students. People are stupid, she says. They say stupid things. Windsock those words. Later, Bob makes a teasing remark to Pete that hits a little too close to home, and Andrea sees the fallen countenance. Windsock it, Pete, she says, and Pete remembers. Sometimes she has to be more discreet and catch Pete's eye as she stands behind Bob and mimes, using one hand to gently waft the words into the imaginary windsock she holds at her side. At times, it's after the fact, rather than at the moment, that I think to use my windsock. Even so, it works to diffuse the upset feelings. People sometimes say, just let it go. Well, windsocks are a way to visualize doing just that. Most of the time, I can do this in my head. But once or twice, when out of sight of the person who has just said some especially hard-to-take words, I have made my arms into a circle beside me to help me actually be able to let those words go. One time, I saw my daughter Kimberly practically stuffing some words into her windsock. <laughs> but the funniest story was one Andrea told me after a recent Super Bowl game. She and some friends were watching the game in the home of one of her students. 
They cheered like everything when their team made an unbelievable interception to save the game. But then, with 20 seconds left, someone threw a punch and a brawl broke out. Andrea and the others began screaming at the TV screen, Don't get a penalty! Don't blow it now, guys! Suddenly, she became aware of her student's mother screaming, Windsocket, guys! Windsocket! That's pretty neat. <laughs> so the thing is, is that people say things. Mm-hmm. We don't have to hang on to that. No, no. We don't have to refute it. We don't have to argue. We don't have to think them over and, and think up later arguments we should have said. No, they're not worth it. You're not going to change their mind. They need to say it. Let it go. Let it go. I think it's crazy, though, the way we love conflict. We love... <laughs> Uh, getting into it mm-hmm. we like getting into heated arguments over just like some of the craziest things mm-hmm. like i could show you a mm-hmm. picture of a rock mm-hmm. and people will argue about whether mm-hmm. or not you've seen that you've seen that on facebook i'm sure you know people will argue about anything yeah. here's a yeah. picture of a rock yeah. Yeah. and people will argue mm-hmm. about is it a stone is it yes. a i looked at one i said you know with my monitor with all the dust and stuff on uh-huh. it it looked more like a loaf of bread i just have to let that go <laughs> but the thing is is that we mm-hmm. there are people mm-hmm. who thrive on mm-hmm. conflict yes yeah is that a modern phenomenon do you think or is that something that mm-hmm. is prevalent now more than ever mm-hmm. because of social media huh well it, it certainly has become more evident because of social media maybe it's always been there but now everybody is aware of it yeah yeah what do you think yeah that is that's kind Uh, of human nature has always been human nature so there's probably always been some of that in there. but uh, yeah it's it's magnified so much now because of the social media that people are more Aware I'm sorry. I'm yeah. on that. Kick, I'm on that. Yeah. That click okay. kick lately because I'm. I, I, I seem to think that the many of the problems that we have with conflict mm-hmm. stem from social mm-hmm. media. Yeah, I think be. that is true, and I be. also mm-hmm. I also think that a lot of it has to do with people who are just clamoring for attention, even if mm-hmm. it's negative attention. Mm-hmm. It's still yeah. attention. Yeah, there is that aspect of yeah. it. So, yeah. are there other aspects? of or other incidents where you've had where somebody has said something to you and you just said like you just said windsocket is mm-hmm. there a, another instance that you can think of that that you've you've applied that uh well off the top of my head i'm not thinking i know i've used it a lot yeah just windsocket just let it go and it yeah. really has helped me and i've passed it on to other people and they said yeah that really helped just yeah. not feeling like you had to either take it in yeah. or refute it. Just, either one. Yeah. Don't just, be a hot air yeah. balloon. Don't <laughs> don't take other people's hot air. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. one socket. Let it that go is, right that is, through that and out amazing. the other end. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. So uh, so the other important aspect of your book here is that it is it's something that everybody can read. Is that mm-hmm. something that you had it, it was intentional where you just said, I want to write a short, pithy book. That anybody can read. You can slide it along. You mm-hmm. put it in people's, um, uh, put it in an envelope and send it off to somebody in need. Mm-hmm. Or you could put it in a Christmas stocking for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was what was the intention of? Mm-hmm. Was the brevity intentional? No, the okay. brevity is okay. This is enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I did uh, when I decided to settle down and do this. Okay, first of all, I just wrote. Little phrases, little phrases that through the years, okay, when have I been helped by something? Okay, wind socks, yep. He was wrong, yep. 
That's the way it seemed to her. Yeah, different things. I could I could think of specific times when it really uh, coming up with a tool just made all the difference, so I could come to a place of peace again. Okay, so I wrote those all down, and then you know through the next year and a half or so that it, I worked on the book, yeah. every once in a while I'd look at one of those phrases right. and and make up a chapter. Yeah. How this happened? How I got this word? How this helped me? And um, and these were just the ones that I, whatever, I have 34 chapters here, I think. So these were the mostly just, they're not entirely all from my experience. I did draw on some other people's mm-hmm. experience too. But basically, this was my experience, things, I, specific things I could remember. This helped me. This helped me. This helped me that time. This helped me in this situation. So uh, it was just things that I could remember yeah. through the years. I didn't try to do a lot of thinking about things that could help people. I, I kept it anecdotal. These are things that have helped me. Yeah. And I make a point in here to say, they might not help you, but what I want you to get from this book is, there is help for you. Mm-hmm. These, these are the things that helped me, but I hope it will give everybody courage that there is a way for me to get help. Yeah, that's probably the basic message. And I wasn't thinking of it being pithy. I just, all of a sudden, I came to the end of the easiest ones to write, and I just, I, I just felt done. I don't want to do it. So that's why I put some things in tidbits. I didn't right. want to make them into a whole chapter. I just put them in tidbits. There's not a lot of filler in this. There's no. not a lot of. There's no. not a lot of fluff. No. Now, is no. this the first book that you've written? It is the first book I've ever written, and maybe the last. Really, it took a long time. Really? That's <laughs> a lot of work. Do you have a, any desire to write any other books? Well, like if I, through the years, I have thought I would like, when I had younger children, I said, I want to write a book on child rearing. Okay. But now my children have grown up and I've forgotten what I did. And, <laughs> and I, I, didn't, I certainly truth? didn't do everything yeah. right anyway. Yeah. And then I read all these books. Oh, this is, these are fantastic books. There are enough written yeah. books written about child rearing. You can yeah. find anything you need to know about child rearing. Yeah. Those books are already written. Yeah. Then I thought I'd write one on marriage. That's really important, and I, I have learned some things that have been helpful, but I started writing the notes, and oh my goodness, that's endless. That's way too big to tackle. Really? Yeah, yeah. way too big you to tackle. You can still do it, though. Uh, maybe, but look at this little tiny book. Yeah. This tiny book. This yeah. took me a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then another year editing yeah. and sending out to friends that, you know, yeah. and then having to figure out, oh, do I really want to change what they say to change, and how do I yeah. want to change it, you, and so but, forth. But you could, you but, could, you could do it. You could do a series of this because I mean you're, yeah, I mean yeah, the way yeah. the way that you tackle your to- your topic matter, is like just concise, just like get mm-hmm, to it, just mm-hmm, the, yeah, like bang, like yeah, that, and yeah, it was just yeah. like it's because it's real life. These are telling stories of right. things that have happened to me, yeah. so I didn't have to think, you know, yeah. how this yeah. could be done yeah. or what would be good. No, nope. yeah. this is just these worked. Yeah, these worked. <laughs> what do so. you what What would you like? the readers to get from this book yeah. what's what's the what's the yeah. last word on this book that you want yeah. people to hear well uh, what i said i think i want people to know for every upset there's a way to get to peace mm-hmm. you 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 might need to ask god probably yeah. do <laughs> yeah it's for him to show it to you but there is there is a way every time yeah. to get to peace and if they got nothing else from this book that would be that would be wonderful. It. That would be that's that's what I had in mind. I said I know this will help people if I write this book mm-hmm. because it is specific, many different ways, yeah. different things that helped me, and uh, I think some of them will help them. But everybody's different. What yeah. helps me doesn't necessarily help you. I read yeah. that uh, that book chapter I read first. Yeah. Uh, what was it? 
the way he is. Right. Oh, my daughter didn't like that at all. Yeah. The, the thought that he couldn't change. <laughs> but, but what helped her with when another friend said, uh, well, with her father, what helped her was realizing he couldn't understand. Yeah. It's not that he couldn't change, but he couldn't understand what the problem mm-hmm. was. So then my daughter says, oh, I can accept that. Right. Okay. But she didn't like this idea. You know, some, yeah. you should change. Yep. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you know what? I think they should change too, but I'm not going to be the one to do it. Right. They will not be able to hear that from me. So mm-hmm. I have to deal with the way he is right now. Yeah. I'm hoping he will change. But as far as my dealing with the problem, I can't wait until he changes because he might never change in my lifetime. Yeah. So these are ways to deal with the way he is mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. even if he doesn't change. Right. So, right. But, um, yeah, these are things that work for me, but... Uh, other, different things work for different people, right. but what I hope the message that, that they get is something will work for me yep. if I keep after it. Is there anything else heavy on your heart that you want to talk about? Is there <sighs> any other, anything else that you have on your mind that you'd like to share? No, I think you've done a wonderful job asking well, questions. Thank you very thank much. You. So yeah. to wrap this up, this mm-hmm. is again, Wind Socks and Boxes by mm-hmm. Sharon J. Murray fellow New Hampshire resident mm-hmm. and the uh, now can we find this on Amazon yet it is on Amazon and if you like it I wish you'd write a little blurb about it too a, I certainly re- will review but you can't just say windsocks in boxes because of what does that mean how to make windsocks mm-hmm. how to make boxes <laughs> I you have forgot. to use yes. the subtitle the subtitle yes. Help, uh, help for living in a world with other people. Right. And it's yes. And, but the thing is, is like I'm glad that we live in a world with other people. Yes. Though. Yes. I'm Mo- very glad. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you'd like to live all by yourself in the well, middle of the prairie. But. Well, Sharon, I, I gotta wish you the best for this book. It's a nice, quick little read, mm-hmm. and I cannot encourage this book enough, especially yes. around the holiday holidays. Yes, holiday Thanksgiving. gifts. Hey, listen. Yes. On top of that, yeah. for my listeners, read this book before the holidays, yes. before Thanksgiving, yes. before, yes. if you're traveling, this is the perfect book mm-hmm. to read mm-hmm. on your way to traveling to wherever it is that you're mm-hmm. going to go. Don't yeah. read and drive. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But uh, if, you're, if you're in an airplane and it's a short mm-hmm. hop, this is a yeah. book that's going to be perfect yeah. To, yeah. to pass the time. It is. Like I say, easy to read. In fact, heavy on my mind i just remembered my favorite amazon review i wrote down oh yeah can i share that with you okay i don't know who did it i wish i knew they can write better than i can right but this is what they said delightful and above all practical a collection of hard-earned tricks of the trade of taking our friends and neighbors slights misunderstanding misunderstandings and petty injustice injustices whew, without overreacting or misreacting authors insights are from a particular setting but apply in any setting where your toes get stepped on simple enjoyably written and memorable you'll find that windsocks and boxes come to mind helpfully at pertinent moments so there you go yeah they did it. Absolutely. It is. And as, as it points out here, these are just for everyday problems. Yep. These are not, this is, I'm not talking about serious abuse or any such, I just mean real life. This is just the everyday stuff. Everyday problems. Everyday your wife, stuff. your boss, your neighbor. Yep. That's it. All right. Thank you yes. so much. You are welcome. Thank you, Eric. This has been a delight.
This has been the Metaphysical Connection podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, or Player FM. You can find our podcast via your Apple, Android, or Windows devices using those services and more. If your favorite podcast service or program doesn't feature us, let us know by shooting us an email via info at thefedorachronicles.com. You can be a part of the Metaphysical Connection by subscribing to the Fedora Chronicles Network on Twitter through at Fedora Chronicle. There you will find jazz era counterculture, vintage threads, lost history, conspiracies, the paranormal, and space news. You can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com groups, the Metaphysical Connection. Both platforms are great ways to join our growing community, connect with other friends of the show, and find out what's coming up in next week's episode. Most importantly, you can support the show by hitting the Patreon button on all of our show pages, metaphysicalpodcast.com. Patreons of the show get specials such as getting the podcast a day before the rest of the audience, heads up about future episodes, and other exclusives. Want some Metaphysical Connection swag of your own? Get your own damn Metaphysical Connection coffee mugs, t-shirts, keychains, and barbecue aprons at our Zazzle page. My house is full of them, yours should be too. Find them at www.zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Don't forget to check out our show sponsor, the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship, in form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Brunning. 